obviously um, one of the one of the great symbols of baptism uh, is water, and I've been thinking a bit about water not only because of baptism but because we've been thinking and talking about it so much uh, in South Africa recently. Uh, we we give thanks to God that we've had some rain this past week, but we continue to need to pray for rain. Uh, this sort of came home to me. I, le- I grew up in the Free State, and I drove just before Christmas, drove to visit my folks in, in Valcom. Uh, and um, the Free State's normally the brownest place, uh, or the most golden place you can go to uh, in South Africa. I got such a fright driving back, uh, passing basically just about to leave Free State. And, and as you get from sort of Alaval, uh, Jamestown, Queenstown, to see how brown it was. And this was in the middle of December. I've never really lived in a drought. I've heard people speak about drought, and I know in some ways uh, it can get much worse than this, but it sort of took my breath away to see in the middle of summer these dams uh, empty, uh, animals looking malnourished. Uh, on top of that, uh, we've got a, a wonderful nanny uh, who's from Zimbabwe, and she has some photos, uh, even still recently, of, of her family's plot in uh, Matabele land. And it's, uh, it's terrible to look at, to see the animals uh, and the drought. Uh, and it's really brought water to uh, the front of my thoughts, and perhaps yours too. It's reminded me how much... We need water. Water refreshes us. Uh, Imagine being really famished and having that, going on a hike perhaps if you do, or running or doing something, and that drink of water that refreshes you, that nurtures life. Uh, If you've seen my children play, you'll know by the end of the day they desperately need water to clean them. Water cleans us. Water thrills us. Um, in many ways. I'm sure we've got many uh, amongst us who love the sea. I'm from the free state. I'm a little bit scared of the sea, but I like looking at it. uh, uh, But uh, water can thrill us uh, and be a source of enjoyment to to us. Of course, too much of it can be devastating. Ask any plant I've ever tried to care for. (laughs) Um, Too little of it can be catastrophic. We need water to live. As Christians, we believe water's not God, water's not divine, but it is part of God's good creation. It's not just a thing, it's part of God's good creation. And so we are taught to be thankful to God for water. We are told we are called and made to be good stewards of water. And we are told we can pray to God to ask for help when we need it or when we've had too much of it. But there's another gift that water provides us that we don't often think about. In fact, the drought has helped me remember this. It's reminded me even more than I need water and how desperate I can be for water. Even more than we need water, we need God. Our need for water, our love for water, our fear of water can point us to God if we pay attention. 
Water in the scriptures symbolizes both God's judgment and God's salvation to the people of Israel and to the early Christians. Think about this. In their story, it's in passing through the Red Sea, in passing through the sea that Israel is liberated from bondage. It's passing through the Jordan that they enter into new life, into the promised land. Yet the Egyptians are judged and overcome by that same Red Sea through which they found their salvation. Water is a symbol of salvation and judgment. For the people of Israel, being washed in water symbolized being cleansed from sin. But throughout the Old Testament scriptures and the New Testament, like Jonah, the grave is likened to being swallowed by the sea. Water cleanses uh, and water terrifies and swallows us up. Water symbolizing both God's judgment and God's salvation. These two things come together at the baptism of Christ. In the passage we read, John the Baptist proclaims, he says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. And it says, This kingdom of heaven is coming near. What do they do? People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea, and confessing their sins, they were baptized by him. John is saying, in effect, I'm paraphrasing, he says, Israel, listen, the Messiah, the king, the long-awaited king is coming, so get ready. And when the king comes, he's the one who's going to sort out this mess. So what do you do when the king is coming? I don't know if you've had a king, like a king-king visit you. Has anyone had a king visit them? Uh, well, I'm no king, but I'm told uh, in, in, the, in the old days, I grew up in the free state, my parents say that the, when the duomini came to visit, you made sure your house was in order. Um, I don't think I have that effect on people anymore. I don't even have that effect on my children, so I, don't, I think it's powerless. But when the king comes, you get yourself ready. And that's what John's saying. The king is coming. How possibly could we prepare for this king? Well, John says we better clean up our act with hearts devoted to the king and with actions that belong to the king. And John says, get ready, the king is coming to sort out this mess. And so baptism symbolizes the cleansing away of sin and passing safely. The, the king will bring judgment, but in baptism they pass safely through the waters of judgment and death. Uh, the baptism has washed them clean. The baptism has made them pass through the Jordan. And they're baptizing in the Jordan. In a way, they're remembering that first journey across the Jordan, back into the promised land. The king's coming. They're washing themselves and getting ready to go with the king as he comes. Well, what Jesus does at this point, what happens next, it's like those things you see on Facebook or at the, on the internet, uh, this person used to look like this. You'll never believe how they look now. And then you got to, they want you to click and see it. Well, what happens next? Uh, to be as much of a surprise to us as it was to John. 
if the king arrives and presents himself to be baptized. Uh, the king comes and says uh, to your home, and he says, oh, I need to quickly help you. I need to help you do this. Or I'm sorry that I don't dress, I haven't quite dressed up for this. The king comes to present himself to be baptized by John. And John's surprise is recorded. He says, how on earth is this possible? And Jesus says to him, uh, he says, it's not because I need to be cleansed, but it is to fulfill all righteousness. It's to do what God has sent me to do. Or to put it this way, just really quite simply, Jesus has come to pass through the waters of judgment and salvation on our behalf. Jesus has come through the waters for you and for me. God the Son passes through these waters that we all face and need to face. Uh, N.T. Wright, the Anglican bishop uh, and, uh, and prominent theologian, writes, Yes, God will bring the fire of judgment on evil wherever it occurs. God will rescue the penitent once and for all from every kind of exile. But he does this by humbly identifying himself with God's people. By taking their place, sharing their penitence, living their life, and ultimately dying their death. The coming judgment that John hopes for will not be achieved through a warlike or vindictive spirit, but it will mean the making of peace. Jesus goes, God the Son passes through the waters for you and for me. It's not just a New Testament thing. This is what God's always been like. We just now see it on full display. In Isaiah 43, the prophet proclaimed about God, Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I've summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. The psalmist in Psalm 139 says, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. Of course God is up in the heavens. If I make my bed in the depths of the sea, if I go down to the grave, you are there. There's nowhere he can go where God cannot find him. And Jesus passes through the waters for you and for me. Do you see now what has happened? Not only do we need God more than we know, but water can become a sacrament. I don't mean that in a magical way. I just mean water, this thing which is wonderful, can now become much more than just wonderful. It can become the means by which we can encounter God by faith. God the Son passes through the waters, but the waters can lead us to God. And so by faith, we can, understand, we can be united to Christ in his baptism. We can find ourselves sharing his identity that he receives at the baptism and find ourselves receiving the commission that he has. 
Uh, the prayer book that we're going to read from now is, uh, in, in a moment as we move into the baptism says this. Baptism is the sacrament by which, uh, in which by repentance and faith we enter into God's salvation. It says we are united with Christ in his death. We are granted the forgiveness of sins. We are made members of his body and we are raised with him to new life in the spirit let me try to put it to you this way by passing through the waters with christ we receive that which we need and long for more than water more than anything else in the world we can hear the voice of the father saying you are my beloved child with whom i am well pleased You are my beloved child with whom I am well pleased. Is that not what our children most long to hear when they are being washed in the bath after a long day? Is that not what we hope to hear God say when we pause in the, for a drink in the middle of our busy day? You are my beloved child. Is that not what we're looking up to the sky to find out, to find when we're waiting to catch the next wave or we're dipping our feet in the sea? To hear God say to you, you are my beloved child. Is that not what we need when the water is run dry, when the storm is at the door or the waves have crashed over you? To hear the Spirit say, you are Oh, my beloved child, with you I'm well pleased. So baptism invites us to plunge deeper into Christ, to find uh, and hear what God has to say about us. Plunging deeper into Christ, yes, through repentance and faith, we still need it, but it's not, it's not an esoteric thing. It's not a thing that's way out there. It's a step here and now, towards God. Repentance is a change in our attitude towards God that impacts our actions and our life choices. Repentance is a change in our attitude towards God that impacts our actions and our life's choices. So what could you do, perhaps, to plunge deeper into Christ? Well, for one, what about saying thanks to God for the gift of water? When you use it today and this week, when you enjoy it, use it responsibly in obedience to God and give thanks to God for this gift. But what about being mindful that you need God even more than you need that water? To remember that God himself has passed through the waters for you. And will carry you through the waters with him, if you'll let him. What about remembering your baptism as we celebrate this baptism today? Remember your baptism with thanks and praise to God. What about today as we say these promises, as we come to share in the feast at the table? What about renewing your commitment to plunge deeper into Christ? What about pledging your allegiance to Christ anew today and allowing God's Spirit to lead you in His steps? I'm going to pray briefly and then invite the family uh, to come forward.
Jesus, we thank you that you were willing to come this near to us, to associate with us in all of our need for judgment and salvation, to not stand far off and dictate uh, and operate the world, but to enter into it, to go through the waters for us and invite us to be carried by you through the waters. And so, Lord, this day as we celebrate your baptism, uh, as we come to celebrate Isabel, and as we come there and reflect on our own baptisms, by your grace, would you plunge us deeper into you. May we hear this day, this morning, your voice saying to each one of us, you are my beloved child with whom I am well pleased. Not because we've been perfect or because we will be perfect, but, Lord, because we plunge ourselves into you for you to carry us and lead us on. And so, Holy Spirit, fill us now and fill us throughout this service uh, as we celebrate together. In Jesus' name, amen.